1: by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We got a whole bunch of callers on hold with questions. And so I'll be eager to hear what their questions are and what spirit has to say. couple of things first. My August Live is next Tuesday, August 22nd at 8 Eastern, so go to ryan.com forward slash live to sign up. It's a blast, you guys. It's two hours, it's a party atmosphere, I answer questions, it's kind of like a discussion with all the people that are there too. And I give away a ton of prizes every month. So I give away free sessions with me. I valued at 250 bucks. I give away free classes valued at hundreds of dollars. I give away free books, give away all kinds of free things. So uh, it's really fun to do that. You got to be there in person and you got to be on camera in order to win a prize, but it makes it really a fun event. So Ask Julie Ryan Live, August version next Tuesday, August 22nd, AskJulieRyan.com forward slash live. If you can't join us, sign up for it anyways and we'll send you the recording. And that'll be something that you can listen to when you have a minute. I was in Atlanta over the weekend. I got to go to the hotel we're gonna be using for the angelic attendant training in November, the third through the fifth, right near the Atlanta airport. You guys, it is so fabulous. I, I just can't tell you. It exceeded my best expectations. And it's, it's a really cool design. It was originally built by Porsche and it has this rooftop Room that we're going to be having our lunches and our dessert reception in. And then it's got this outdoor deck that's right on the landing line of the Atlanta airport. So you can see the jets coming in and you can see them land in the airport. And you're going to be amazed at how close it is. So the other thing that was amazing to me is when you're inside the hotel, a lot of times at airport hotels, you can hear the jets. I couldn't hear anything. So I guess it was German engineering at its best, but. Even in an all glass room, I couldn't hear anything. So I'm getting really excited. I, while I was over there, I thought, well, I just need to go check this place out. And it looks even better in person than it did online. So be sure and sign up, uh, AskJulieRyan.com, go to training and it's the Atlanta in-person training, which is gonna be amazing. And talk about prizes. We have so many prizes I'm gonna be giving away that are worth thousands of dollars at this event too, in addition to learning how to do all this stuff that I do. And it's gonna be just a blast and a life-changing, remarkable weekend. Lastly, no live show next week. His Majesty, my son, Jonathan, is coming in early next week for a few days. So I will be a really happy mommy and I will be with His Majesty on Thursday night. So no live show next week, but we'll play a pre-recorded interview that I've done that uh, will be a new release. And so hopefully you'll enjoy that as well.
2: righty, Chris, let's just go ahead and go to the phones. Hi, Dina. Hi. How are you, girl? Doing pretty good. Terrific, tell everybody where you're located. I live in
3: Hotchkiss, Colorado. Where's that? It's in Southwest Colorado, it's a rural area and uh it's really pretty. <laughs> we see the Rocky Mountains in the distance and uh, Grand Mesa which is 11 over 11,000 feet high. Wow. Is that where is the continental divide? Where is the continental
1: divide thing that you hear about in Colorado? Is that near you? Yeah. No. No. Okay. I always think of that as like the San Andreas Fault in California. <laughs> but it's not. But that's where that's where the, the plates separated some, right? The
3: continental divide back bazillions
1: of years ago.
3: Yeah, this is uh, kind of like the little Eden of Colorado. We have the milder weather compared to the Front Range, which is the Eastern Slope. And um, there are a lot of orchards. And uh, in fact, I live on a um, vineyard Biodynamic Vineyard. I don't own the vineyard. I just live here.
1: Fabulous. Well, good. Well, they better not find you out there picking some grapes just for a little snack.
3: (laughs) Well, they're wine grapes. So they're, you know, I do have a little growing in my garden. So we'll see how they taste this. uh, Well, good. You got a question for me? I do. Uh, I was wondering what the difference is between um, compounded um, bioidentical hormones and the pellet kind that can be inserted? What are the pros and cons? Uh, Which one do you recommend? I
1: prefer the cream. I've used it for 19 years. For those of you that don't know what Dina and I are talking about, Bioidentical hormones are hormones made by what's called a compounding pharmacy or a formulary pharmacy, and they're made for each individual client or patient versus big pharma, you know, makes drugs and then everybody gets the same kind of thing and they'll change the dosage based on how many pills you take or whatever. So bioidentical hormones are the exact molecular composition of what our bodies make. When we're young and fertile, synthetic hormones made by Big Pharma have extra molecules added to their formulas so they can be patented. And most of them, if not all of them, are derived from pregnant horse mare urine. So when they go in the body, the body's going, What the heck? I'm not a horse. I don't eat hay. What is this? kind of a thing. So big fan of bioidentical hormones. As I mentioned, I've been on them 19 years myself. First learned about them from Dr. Christiane Northrup. She's an OBGYN who I call the fairy godmother of women's health. She Just go to drnorthrup.com, N-O-R-T-H-R-U-P, drnorthrup.com, and you will learn all you need to know about bioidentical hormones. The difference between the cream and the pellets is the pellets are inserted, they make a cut in your hip and they put the pellets in. And then they'll put a, a butterfly or some kind of a bandage on it, some kind of a band aid on it, Dina. And the reason why I'm not a fan of those, I tried them one month and within two days I had a migraine from hell because it wasn't the right prescription. It wasn't the right amount of estrogen. And so I was in bed throwing up the whole nine yards, so I was back in that office that afternoon. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use my cream with this. It's a really hard, in my experience, and in talking to many, many clients who've tried them, it's hard to tweak the dose. And once you've got it in you, you can't get it out, so you're just kind of out of luck for six months. Whereas the cream which I've used for 19 years, we can regulate it. It's only good for 12 hours. So we can tweak it more easily. The other thing about the pellets that makes sense to me, and I've heard this from several clients who've used them and then stopped using them, is that there's a bell curve when you use them. So they're good for a while, and then over time, they lose their efficacy. And so if for some reason you can't get in the doctor's office or whatever, you're just again out of luck because you don't have the hormones in your body. And who wants to go through that? You're feeling really good and then for some reason you can't get in the doctor's office because the doctor's out of town or there's a global pandemic and the office is closed or whatever. During the pandemic, my cream was sent to me by my compounding pharmacy, and so it's always sent to me every month. I don't go pick it up. It's only 20 minutes from my house, but they send it to me in the mail. It's great. So I that's my personal opinion about it. There are women that certainly use the pellets because they're very popular. A lot of doctors offer them. I think they're offered because they're a really good profit center for the doctors, which is okay. I don't begrudge doctors making money, but that's the only reason I can think of is why they would want to
2: use them. Well, that answers a lot, Julie. That's a lot of really good information. Well, and it's,
1: like I said, it's personal experience. And then the other thing is, why do you want somebody cutting on you every six months? putting a little pellet in and they'll they'll say well it's just a little cut it's still a cl- a cut you know why do you want somebody to cut you on purpose to insert this pellet when you can use the cream it it doesn't make sense to me and and again i'm not a physician so talk to your physician about this but everybody that's interested in this stuff go to drnorthrup.com dr n o r dot p.com and, uh, and you can read an awful lot. You can educate yourself quickly. And then Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom is her New York Times bestselling book. And, uh, The Wisdom of Menopause is the other one that you want to read. I first learned about her on Oprah, gosh, probably 30 plus years ago. I saw her on Oprah. I think she was on Oprah like 10 times or something. And I, and I was in my thirties at that point. And I, was so taken with her that I bought Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom and read it. And then when she came out with the wisdom of menopause, I read that way before I started going into perimenopause. And so I felt like I knew what to do once I started having those symptoms.
2: Yeah, well, thank
1: you very much. You are most welcome. And and to find a doctor that's doing the bioidentical hormones, they keep your brain healthy, your your heart healthy, your skin healthy, your bones healthy. I read a study recently, Dina, about, like in the last three weeks, about how women are way more prone to dementia and Alzheimer's than men. And they found in this study that women who do the estrogen replacement with the bioidenticals, they are way less likely to have Dementia and Alzheimer's, because what they found is that it's the the huge drop in estrogen that causes the problems with the memory and with the brain cognition. So that's a reason right there.
4: Yeah,
2: to
1: be on it. Yeah, hope that helps. Yes, it does. Thank you. You are most welcome. Hi, Varshawn.
2: Hi. Hi.
5: How are you?
6: I'm doing pretty good this week. Um, a lot been happening just
7: this week. Just this week.
6: <laughs> this whole year.
1: This whole year. Where are you? Where are you located?
2: Uh, I'm in Michigan. Um, okay, near uh, uh in like Sterling Heights. Is that in the Detroit area? Um, no, just a little bit. Um. It's not in Detroit. It's a little, a little, okay. uh, further down. Okay. Near the um. All right. The mid, like
6: up over here.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Got a question for me?
6: I had a question for my my granddad who passed away uh two days ago.
1: Oh no wonder you're not so well.
6: What was he um? Did hear what I was saying just before? Because I know. All of our family came over the the day before, and um, I remember I seen a video. You was talking about um, like the twelve stages, and I remember hearing stage nine in my head. And we went over there. Um, he wasn't he wasn't able to speak, but yeah. when, when I was talking to him, it was almost like he was moving his mouth, like almost like he was trying to say. something.
2: So no. I just wanted to know.
6: What was he? Um, is well, I'm aware that he's here because I'd be seeing um, synchronicities all over the place, like numbers. Like what? Like all over the place. <laughs> like what? Um. Well, sometimes I'll go and look on the YouTube comments. I'll see seven 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 on a video before I click, or I see four 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 on a before a video I click, or these these clocks right here, different times. I'm put it put in a comment that every time I walk in the kitchen at different times, that, that it will say like a different number throughout the day.
1: I love that. I love that. Well, you know, seven is the number in the Bible for spiritual perfection. And uh, three is the number for divine perfection. So what you do is you add all those numbers together and you get the root number. So seven, seven, seven is what? Three sevens is 21. Two plus one is three, divine perfection. And then four, four, four is what? 12. One plus two is three. So he is sending you a note through those numbers saying, hey, this is divine perfection. This is fabulous that he's in heaven. It's, I've heard from, gosh, hospice, workers and critical care workers and researchers that we can that hearing's the last thing to go so when our loved ones are at the end of life and they act like they can't communicate and they can't hear us and they look like they're pretty much incoherent i would say kind of in a coma almost that's just the last thing that's still available is their hearing And they have it, so yeah. What could did you did you excuse me? I have to sneeze. (coughs) Excuse me. Did you uh, say were you talking to him till the end? Um,
6: Yeah. The night before, we all um, said our goodbyes to him. He would he passed away in
2: my old bedroom in the house. Um. Yeah. Of course, like, yeah, of course, yeah. My voice is like, he, it's almost like something just like stopping from talking.
1: Was he able to communicate that, was he able to see spirits? He's saying, he's telling me, yes, he's right on your right. He, as soon as you think of them, you know, they come right in because our heads are like big satellite dishes and they receive and they transmit frequencies. So for Sean, all, all you have to do is just think of him and that tunes your satellite dish head to his frequency. And then you just say something to him and it's like there's a two-way radio that's set up communication. So he's going to communicate with you telepathically it's gonna feel like a thought in your head and how you know that's from your granddad is it comes in instantly, fast as you can snap your fingers or before. And the reason it can come in before is because linear time as we know it doesn't exist in the spirit world. That's a human creation. So they already have our thought before we've even thought it out all the way sometimes. So yeah, are you guys in the middle of planning his funeral and all of that?
6: Um, I'm not quite sure what's happening right now, but um, I believe that's going to be soon. Okay. have you have you read my
1: book, Angelic Attendance? You, you knew about phase nine.
6: Um Not yet. I'm actually pretty new. Um, new okay. to you. So this right. like I tuned in last week. And then also this week. So this is my second time. So, um,
1: Oh, well, no coincidences in life, right? This is why you tuned in. But if you, why don't you, why don't you email me, com? Send me an email. I will send you a free digital and audiobook download of angelic attendance. Listen to it, read it, share it with everybody in your family. I believe it will give you guys a lot of comfort. And so that'll be my gift to you and your family during this time of sadness. And and I love that you're looking for all the synchronicities already because they will be plentiful and just keep looking for them and just talk to him. Just what did you call him?
6: What was your um, random dead name for him? So he always liked it when we call him Spike. And he's, oh. he used to call me Twit all the time. So that was funny. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, know that he's around you. If you want to talk to him, just think of him. He'll immediately come in. And if you need to find out something as you guys are going through his stuff or, you know, if you need to know where something's located or whatever, just ask him. And you're going to be amazed at how he'll give you the answers.
6: Yeah, I'm definitely looking out for them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good. Keep looking for those numbers too. Yeah, so shoot me an email, I'll send you that book.
2: Okay. I and appreciate it. Share it with it. your family.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for calling in, sending you lots of love to you and your family. Hi, Pamela.
2: Hello.
8: How are you, my girl? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Terrific. Where are you? Um, I'm in Buffalo, New York. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Terrific.
1: Niagara Falls land, right? That's right, very close, very close. Isn't that the isn't that the wedding capital of the world or something? I guess. <laughs> people people think it's Vegas. I think there are more people that get married at Niagara Falls than do in Vegas. Huh. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's true. But you don't have you don't have Elvis impersonators, so it we may do, not be We actually do. We have
8: a really, oh. really good one here locally that plays a lot. So he's pretty famous in our town.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, how funny! Oh good. Well, you got a question for me?
8: I do. I do. My mother in law. She's um, she's ninety, and um, she's the sweetest, sweetest lady. And I I don't get to spend a lot of time with her, and she does have um, dementia. And she'd just been going downhill pretty fast. And last week when we spent some time with her, it was almost like she was physically there, but in her eyes, they she I just didn't feel like she was really, really there. She definitely did not recognize me. Um, I've only been in her life the last seven years. My husband and I got married three years ago. So, you know, I would be more of a, a newer person in her life so I just I've read I've read the book I listened to like all the podcasts everything and I know that she does see things she's she's scared she even though a lot of people have passed before she's scared and I I just want to know what we can do to help her and maybe what phase phase, what stage she's in
1: She's in phase seven. I already connected to her. Okay. When you started talking about her. What's her first name? Marie. Marie. Okay. She's in phase seven. So she's about, you know, halfway through the 12 phases of transition. For those of you that are listening that don't know what we're talking about, we sound, people and I sound like we're speaking a secret language or something. We're speaking in code. We're not. It's it's a a series of events that we all go through at the end of life where we're surrounded by angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and the spirits of deceased pets. And it's really glorious. It adds a glorious component to a heart-wrenching situation when somebody is at the end of their life and it's somebody that you love and they're ready to go, but you're most of the time not ready to let them go. So what you can do, what came in when you asked that Pamela was for all of you Who are her loved ones to say it's okay, Mom? It's okay, Marie. If you go, please know that we love you. We're all going to be fine. Please watch over us from heaven, and that that will help a lot. She's when you. How do you know she's afraid to
8: go? She she's afraid to go to sleep at night, so she spends most of the nights with my sister in law at her house, and they sleep in the same bed. She holds her hand. All night long. And then the other times when she's with her other son at her um, main house, she doesn't sleep. She's up most of the night wandering around. She just doesn't sleep well because, of course, you know, he's her son. You know, she doesn't probably sleep in, you know, the same bed. Like, she's been sleeping with her daughter, like, in their bed holding her hand. So... She doesn't sleep well when she's with her son, even though mm-hmm. like she doesn't want to go into like any type of a home or anything. She definitely wants to be with her family. Because there are some days where she seems fine, but she still mm-hmm. definitely has, you know, moments where she isn't fine. And we can we can tell. I just didn't know if she was in pain and couldn't really tell us, or if it this is just just the way it is i don't know
1: well we'll ask her the three questions i always ask so marie are you ready to go no are you in pain at times what do you need peace of mind how will you know that you have peace of mind what what will what needs to happen in order for you to have peace of mind was she raised in a religion is she practicing in any religion does she go to a yeah. certain church or Catholic. Well, no wonder. What came in was, has she had last rites? Has a priest
8: come to see her? He, um, probably the last month She a priest came. She does have a friend who's a priest, and sometimes he comes over. I don't know when the last time was that he was there. Um. <sighs> But what I'm I still think she, she, she thinks she takes care of her two kids. So I, and they probably still need her help. So, yeah.
1: Well, what I got when she said she needed peace of mind was she needs to see clergy. She needs to see the priest and being Catholic, how, and she's 90, that generation, they know they need to do confession you know they that that was ingrained in them with the Catholics they need to do their confession before they go because they were taught they were going to go to hell if they did if they weren't forgiven for their sins before they died, and that generation it's really interesting, and I've worked with a lot of people, my own family included my parents, my dad especially was so afraid to die because he was afraid he was going to go to hell or go to purgatory. Now, he was in the seminary in Rome. So he drank this serious Kool-Aid about that with the church. And so he, you know, a priest came and anointed him. I would get a priest to come anoint her. And I would also uh, have, they'll, they'll offer to hear her confession. And that's going to help a lot. That's going to alleviate her fear. She's afraid she's not going to go to heaven
2: is what's going
8: on just so i don't yeah it just surprises me that she would think that but because even her um her husband passed away um eight years ago and you would think she would almost be like you know looking forward to seeing him again if that's well but if 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 she was indoctrinated with,
1: you know, if you have any sins on your soul when you die, you're going to hell. She's afraid she won't get to see him. So that makes total sense to me. The other thing is the people sometimes that seem to be the most reverent are the ones that are the most afraid. My Aunt Irene, who I loved, and this woman had a hotline to heaven, when she was dying they lived they lived in Kansas City she lived in Kansas City and i flew in for the day i was on the ground for maybe 12 hours and i went to the hospital and the first thing she said to me when I walked into her hospital room was, you have to tell me what's going to happen. I'm so afraid to die. And I said, well, Aunt Irene and my Uncle Bob was there. And I said, Aunt Irene, why are you afraid to die? You, you know, I mean, you of all people have a hotline to heaven. She goes, well, what if Jesus doesn't want me? What if, what if I have too many sins on my soul and all that? I said, oh, for heaven's sakes. And then I described to her the angels that were around her and how her mom was there who I knew. We called her Grandma Julie and her dad was there and her dogs were there and she had lost a daughter as a toddler who drowned in their backyard pool. She was there, her mom was holding the baby and I described all that to her. And then we said some prayers and she calmed down. But my point in that is usually people who are the most, not usually, oftentimes, people who are the ones that we would think would be so secure in their spirituality. If they've been raised in a religion that taught them otherwise, those memories are still very much alive, especially at the end of life. Okay. So I would get a priest
8: in there. Okay, thank you, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Sending you and your family love. Have you you read Angelic Attendance, my book? Yep. Okay, good. Share it with your family. If you go to my website, and you go to the 12 phases tab. There's a free download of the chart, the 12 phases of transition, download that and print it off. And then you can give it to your family and it'll, it'll make sense to them and it'll bring them comfort. Okay. Good Thank luck you. with all of that.
3: Thank you very much. You bet.
1: Bye Pamela. Bye. Most of us have busy lives and We know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, altogether, no space, at checkout. And you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M Minerals.com and use Julie Ryan at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. We do the show every Thursday night at eight Eastern, seven central, and five Pacific. Just go to julie Ryan dot com and that will get you right in. And then you can ask a question. We'll get you on. We'll see your cute face on camera and we'll get you on information, this information is available on my website, JulieRyan.com. While you're there, schedule an appointment with me. I'm booked out a little bit, but get on my calendar. That's the key. And then once you're on my calendar, we can move you around. The best way to check to see if earlier appointments are available is to just save your confirmation email and periodically click on the reschedule button. And that will show you earlier we we'll reschedule multiple times every week and people get in usually within a couple of days or sometimes within a week. So it happens all the time. Just key is get on my calendar. We also put a note on all my social media channels, Ask Julie Ryan on all the Instagram and Facebook and all of those on YouTube as well uh, with Show.com. If you want to call in and ask a question, that would be terrific and uh that that's basically it i release a blog each week that has uh what we're going to do what it's a question that we submit hang on i'm looking for my glasses i guess i forgot to bring them up here they are we uh we do a question i answer a question each week release it as a blog and uh and then if you have a question that you want to ask, you can just submit it on AskJulieRyan.com and yours might be chosen to be read on the air. So this week we've got a question from Kathy. And Kathy lives in Alb- Albemarle, North Carolina. And she says, Hi, Julie. When you talk about the maternal spirit coming first when a person is dying, is that always the case? My mother disowned me years before she died and while dying told my brother and sister not to tell me when she had died. She carried her anger with her until the moment of her death. I think of her often and wonder if she will be present when I'm ready to make my journey to the next phase. I often tell my children I now understand why my mother felt she needed to disconnect from me. In addition, I'm thankful I'm strong enough to accept my children's shortcomings and not feel I have to divorce myself from them for my own survival. I'm sure my no- mother knows I get it. She put that in quotes and wonder if I'll ever have the opportunity to tell her spirit to spirit. Thank you, Kathy. And here's my response Hi, Kathy. My heart goes out to you, not only with the loss of your mother, but also because of your unresolved issues with her. It's been my experience in working with thousands of people in their families at the end of life that the maternal spirit closest to the dying person is the first one to arrive. An important point to remember is all spirits are pure love. We all assume character and personality traits like actors in a movie when we're in human form. And those characteristics, regardless of how awful or evil, stay with the body when somebody dies. So she's worried about her mom, who was snarky when she was alive. She's worried about her spirit being there and still being snarky. And what I'm saying is all spirits are pure love. You don't need to worry about those personality traits. She does not need to. With her mom, we don't need to for anybody. I went on to say, as for your unsettled relationship with your mother, you can heal that now. Here are a couple of suggestions. Number one, write a letter to your mother and include everything you want to tell her, then take it to a park with barbecue grills, place the letter inside the grill and burn it. Watch the smoke rise and know you're releasing those pent up emotions and at the same time, sending your thoughts to your mom. The other thing you can do is listen to my chat with Nina Monjandra. It was episode number 385. Just go to com, click on the podcast or the show page, go to 3 385 and then there are links there to all to YouTube and all the all the podcast channels or if you have it on your phone then you can just go to Apple or whatever and just just click in on 385. Nina Bajandra, that episode was about ancestral healing. In it, Nina and I discuss how to heal emotional wounds with past, present, and future generations. It was really fascinating, that conversation with her, because I had never heard of that concept, that you could heal traumas of your ancestors. Like if you had a great grandmother that had some horrible thing happen, you could help her heal that and by doing so you healed your her generation your mom's generation or your dad regard you know depending on which great grandma it was and then yourself and then your future generations so your children and even your grandchildren going forward and it's really an interesting discussion about how those traumas can stay with us through the generations there's been lots of research about holocaust families, when they have a member of the family who died in a camp during World War II, and the, the generations that went forward, let's say my girlfriend's grandfather died in one of the camps, and so she, she, her mother was already born, and then she was born, but there are traumas that come through the DNA. I had no idea. It's really interesting. So check that out. And then I closed with hope this information provides some comfort for you. So episode three, let me put my glasses back on. What did I say? It's 385 uh, with Nina, Mongendre. She's French. So I'm trying to use my Frenchy accent on that. So there we go. Okay, Chris, let's go back to the phones.
9: Hi, Ludi. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you? Terrific. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking my call.
1: You're welcome. I love your shirt. I love the color.
9: It's like a lime green. Yeah, like a lime. (laughs) Terrific. Well, where are you? I'm in Pensacola, New Jersey. Down the southern part of the state. (laughs) Correct. Terrific. You got a question for me? I do. I have a dilemma right now. I don't know if I, I really called you to see if you can do a medical scan or medical medical healing on my brother that just has surgery on his left knee. And he's here at home recovering for a few weeks. And I really want him to recover fast and go back to the person that he used to be. But at the same time, I'm thinking about my husband that passed away a couple of years ago. And I wanted to see if he had any message for me, but I don't know. Either or, or works for me, whatever you think is the proper answer for me right you now. Ch-
2: you choose?
9: Um, My brother, obviously.
2: Yes, he's here. Okay, what's his first name? Lenny.
1: Lenny. All right. Lenny and Ludie. We all L's. Oh. oh, my gosh. I love it. All right, here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading up to you in Jersey. Got you, got your brother, left knee. What did he have done to an idiot? Did he get a new implant? Did he get a new joint?
9: No, so this man fell playing with the kids. One of the kids was my son, eight years old, running around the house in the garden. I was the only one who saw the accident, and I'm traumatized. He had a, um, he ruptured the patellar, Tendon. So they repair.
1: Okay. All right. He's got joint stuff going on too. That's why I went to the joint right away. So it, that's why he fell because his joint, his knee joint is not right. So what I'm watching is I'm watching the joint get replaced. And then we're going to work on the, what did you say? You ruptured a ligament? And tendon.
9: Then, yeah.
1: Tendon. All right. Ooh. All right. Interesting. It's more of a joint thing. How young is he? He's
9: 46. Was he an athlete? Yes.
1: Okay. Do you play football or what do you play?
9: Correct. Football. Yes. And rugby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Both rough sports.
9: Correct. He already had surgery prior years in the other knee. So now both knees are... Have treatments
1: now, like I have surgeries now. <laughs> okay. All right. So, what I'm watching is I'm watching a new joint get put in his left knee because that's why his knee gave out. And imagine that there's a mold, Ludi, like a jello mold or a pl- plastics mold in manufacturing, and stem cell energy is going into that mold and imagine that there's a vortex spinning above it, that centrifugal force is what transforms the stem cell energy into new body parts, whatever body part we need. You need a liver, you need a kidney, you need a gallbladder, you need a new knee, whatever. It works great. And so what we're doing is we're taking the diseased joint out, putting the new joint in, and then we'll put stem cell energy on the tendon. All right, it's being glued into his bones. They There's like a stake that goes in upper and lower and then they use bone cement <laughs> in there to glue it in. So they hammer it in and then they use bone cement around it. That The inventions, the surgical device inventions that I've come up with, with a lot of help from Spirit, even though that was before I did woo-woo. Um, I've been in a lot of those surgeries, so I know what goes on in those. So we're doing that. All right, it's so funny, Ludi, when I watch an orthopedic healing because I watch the body part get tested. I'm <laughs> watching Spirit move his knee back and forth to be sure that it's it's in there right. All right, I'm watching that. All right, the tendon, stem cell energy on that. That's being slathered on the tendon. The tendon, uh, when I see a muscle or a tendon or a ligament or something that's been injured, have you ever seen a a little girl with long hair and they have split ends in their hair? It's like you can see the hair, they they got all these little wispies that are coming off of it. That's what these look like to me. And so the stem cell energy that gets slathered on it, not only makes those go away, but it strengthens all the fibers. In those body parts. So vortex spinning above his knee, got that going on. There's a, how long ago did he have the surgery?
9: He had surgery the last week in June, I believe he was. And he fell on okay. June 19th.
1: Okay. So he's what, six weeks out? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Is he doing physical therapy?
9: Yeah, he's doing physical therapy.
1: And how's it going for him?
9: It's going good, yeah. You know, he's just, you know, he's so active. and But he's doing much better. And his knee looks good. I mean, I just keep praying so he can go back.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. He's going to make a full recovery. It's all good. Yeah, he's going to be like a a new bionic man.
9: (laughs) Awesome, thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. I hope he feels better.
9: Thank you so much, Julie. Take care. Sending all my love.
1: You too. Back to you.
9: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.
7: Looks like our next caller is Lindley. Hi, Lindley. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I called you in um, a few yeah. weeks ago about my cat meatloaf, and I've been having a great time with the knowledge you've given me ever since.
1: Oh, tell everybody where you're located, please. Um, I am in Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola, pretty close to me.
7: Yeah, not too far away, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Home of the Blue Angels, the Navy uh, performing fighter jets. I had somebody recently who's a client and she, uh, where was she? Seattle, I think. And she said when she got on the phone for our, for our private appointment, she said, the angels are among us. And then I heard this thunder this roar and I thought and I asked her I said are you guys having a storm and she said no we're having an air show and the blue angels just flew over my house they're practicing for the air show this weekend oh well there you go
2: they're
7: certainly not quiet at all
1: (laughs) yeah how's meatloaf
7: she's good she's um she's lounging somewhere down there she's um loafing around as I say (laughs)
1: Meatloaf, your cat, I think that's hilarious. I think you were in your car when you called last time.
7: I was. I put my my target run on pause.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so honored. Oh, my gosh. Well, you got a question for me?
7: I do. Um, kind of like Dina, um, this may potentially be related to hormones, but I'm not sure um, I kind of feel like my body is falling apart and it shouldn't be for a 25-year-old. Um, I struggle with eczema, cystic acne. Um, I've had excessive bloating. Um, I'm constantly exhausted, even after sleeping 8, 9, 10 hours. Um, whenever I work out, um, it completely drains my energy. Um, I recently have had um, MRSA pop up. Um, a couple months ago, which I don't know is related. if it's correlated with my eczema at all, but I um, haven't have dealt with that since I was a kid and didn't know that adults could contract it. And it's been um, pretty awful. <laughs> um, thankfully, I've gotten that under control, but I've been feeling really lightheaded and dizzy as well, and just very, very depleted and exhausted altogether. And I feel like um, something is very off internally, but um, I don't know what exactly that might be.
1: Well, yeah, you got leaky gut and you've got yeast overgrowth. So while you're talking, I already went ahead and connected to you energetically. For those of you that are first time joining the show, I raised my vibrational level to the level of spirit. I watch a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, hooked into Lindley and Pensacola and then I have a hologram of her in my mind's eye and it says if I'm looking at an x-ray or a CT scan or an MRI. And so what I started doing was I was checking your GI tract because I knew those symptoms are all related to gut, leaky gut, have you ever heard of that?
7: I have but I haven't looked into it too much but ironically the call that I was on with you a few weeks ago someone had called about their daughter asking for the same thing she was saying um, that she found that out and that she drinks kombucha and you were saying, oh no, stay away from kombucha. That causes overgrowth. And kombucha is my favorite too. So <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah.
1: Well, y- what you want to do is you want to stay away from any kind of sugar or refined anything, Lindley, because yeast loves sugar and bread and cereal and snacks that are refined they just absorb like sugar so the yeast is like woohoo let's have a party so stay away from that number one you want to stay away from all fermented things wine beer alcohol kimchi sauerkraut kombucha vinegar soy sauce all that kind of stuff not for life just till you get your gut healthy because it feeds the yeast when we have yeast overgrowth in our guts or, our stomachs and our GI tract become a yeast fermentation factory. And when you drink something that's fermented, then it's just like pouring gasoline on a fire, just exacerbates it. So stay away from fermented things. And then you want to stay low on the food chain. If God made it, eat it. If man made it in a factory, do your best to avoid it. If you're going to eat fruit, peel it, because there's tons of yeast on the peel a fruit. You're going to peel an orange, but peel an apple, a peach, pear, a plum. Peel, peel all that stuff. I don't expect you to peel a blueberry or a grape, but certainly peel anything that you can and buy organic as much as you can. And then uh, what else? Refrigerate leftovers because when we have leftover food in the fridge overnight, it gets yeast all over it. Yeast and mold are the our nature's garbage disposal, it's what what decomposes food. So you wanna freeze and reheat your food when you have leftovers. I am the Ziploc bag queen of the universe. Everything goes in a Ziploc bag at my house. And a trick that I learned, Lindley, was if you lay it flat on a shelf in your freezer, I'll, I'll use a Sharpie and Mark, whatever it is. I haven't put soup in Ziploc bags. And then you get the air out of it. Lay it flat once it's sealed on a shelf in your freezer. And then when it's frozen, you can stack the packages upright like files in a file drawer. And that works great.
7: So the freezer and not the refrigerator, stay away from the refrigerator? You want to freeze it.
1: Freeze it if you have leftovers. Yep, freeze it. And then you want to do the Viome test, V-I-O-M-E.com. Use Julie Ryan at checkout. Just put my name in, that'll give you like 60-some percent off. And then you want to um, do that and then get a hold of some Nystatin, N-Y-S-T-A-T-I-N. Nystatin is an antifungal that kills yeast on contact, and that will help alleviate it. I also recommend consider working with Dr. Amasanti in London. She works with people all over the world via Zoom, dramasanti dot com Dr. Amasanti dot com she is just a wizard at helping people get their guts healthy she can't prescribe anything to you because she's out of the country but she can help a lot so those are my recommendations and
7: this is all just leaky gut is there anything else that's um... all leaky gut all of it leaky gut and yeast overgrowth yep wow oh, okay. Are there any um, supplements that you would recommend taking um, in general? I've been wanting to get with a, a naturopath to see if the supplements that I'm taking are beneficial or not, or if there are any other ones that um, might be recommended. But um, I feel like I take a lot, and I'm just kind of throwing some things at the wall, hoping that the supplements that I'm taking are working. But
1: Yeah, that would be a question for Dr. Armasanti. The key is get on nice statin and change your diet tweak your diet to stay away from that stuff I mentioned. Probiotics are a total waste of time when you have yeast overgrowth because the yeast just crowds out the probiotics. It's like throwing grass seed on a field of weeds. They're just gonna choke out the grass. So get your gut healthy and then you can start adding in the other things and Dr. Amasanti can help you with that. So thanks so much for calling.
2: Yeah, thank you. That's so, so so helpful. I appreciate it. Yeah,
5: thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi Dana. Hi. How are you?
2: Um I've been better. Uh
1: oh. That doesn't that sounds foreboding. Where are you located? Where are you, girl?
4: I'm in paradise in um British Columbia on okay. the Sunshine the Coast. Which town? is a ferry ride away from Vancouver.
5: Right. Is that what it's called? Your town paradise? <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: No, it's called Roberts Creek.
1: Okay, great. All right, wonderful. Well, you got a question for me?
4: Ah, uh, yes. Um, I uh, have always known that I'm a healer and a visionary and a creator since I was five. Um, and I also grew up without boundaries in a narcissistic crazy house and there was a lot of things that I didn't want to see and I'm mostly blind and um, I recently had to have a tooth pulled and it's infected and I'm going on third course of um, antibiotics tomorrow but the, the main thing is like I think I'm so used to things going sideways that when I was having all of this tooth stuff and with with my, I'm so starkly visual that when I lost the vision in this eye completely because of a bad surgery from a, a, a supposed to be the best surgeon in British Columbia, um, I now have like this cavity where I used to go to get my information. Like I kind of, I didn't know I would do that, but I'm really aware of it now. Like I would kind of go over there and the information would be right there for me. And because I'm so visual, my brain is creating um, random pictures, and i see three uh, the three same pictures all the time <laughs> and now when i go like if i'm trying to have a conversation socially i find that i i can't i can't retrieve the the information socially I, i'm i work as a healer i can still see i can still do that but i feel like there's something around my pineal gland that got closed down because I didn't want to see stuff when I was a child, but I would feel all the information around me. And I just wonder if you could go do a scan and see what's going on in there.
5: Yeah. what Help me understand what you're
1: talking about. So you see the same three pictures all the time, whether you're in the middle of a healing or whether you're at a, dinner just socializing
4: this these it'll be one of these three just random things that just keeps repeating itself like a mirage but it's almost like there's this black hole where I used to have my visual acuity and I also feel like it's pulling off of my ability to do readings comfortably because I'm I'm. Um, I go go. I go over there to kind of look, and then I'm like, "Oh, the black hole," you know. I gotta kind of maneuver somewhere else to get my information.
1: And that's with your eyes closed when you're getting information from spirit in your healings.
4: Um, usually, my eyes are open.
1: Okay, try it with your eyes closed. See if that makes a difference. When I'm getting. When I say getting divine downloads, I got information coming into my head. What I'm getting is that it has to do with your loss of vision in that eye. And so your brain's kind of confused with that. So let me get you on my radar. I can see things energetically with my eyes open, but I usually close my eyes first, Dana, because it helps me focus. And then I'll open my eyes to talk to you. But let me get you on my radar and we'll see what I can pick up. So here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading to you up in Canada. All right, got you. And it's your right eye that you've lost vision in. Is that correct?
4: Right and left. I have maybe uh, an eighth of ability to see out of this eye, the other eye. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm blind. Oh, God love you.
1: All right. So I'm in there in the right eye. What I'm watching is a healing on your eye, and then we'll go to the energy stuff. Okay. So, the eyeball itself, imagine the eyeball is jello. You know what jello is? Do they call it jello up there? I think they do. Or down here in the deep south, they would call that a congealed salad, darling. That's congealed salad. Anyways, if we had, if your eyeball was made out of jello and I scooped a big scoop in the front of your eye and left a divot in that jello. I'm scooping out the part that's been injured. I'm watching stem cell energy go in and fill the divot. Light amber colored gel, sparkles reminds me of a watery hair gel called Dippity Doo when I was a kid in the sixties and seventies. There's a vortex spinning out front of it. That's regenerating your eye. That's a healing on your eye that's happening on your right eye. Let me go over to the left eye. Left eye looks to me like you got some peripheral left as I look through, through your eyes from the back of your head. Is that what you see in your left eye? You see, you see kind of like an outline?
4: Yeah, I, I, it's tunnel, I have glaucoma, it's tunnel vision. I've had surgeries since I was 15 years old. Oh, heavens, okay.
1: All right, so let's go in there same thing, scooping that out, leaving a divot, putting stem cell energy in there, vortex spinning in front of that eye. In the meantime, the muscles behind your eyes are being tightened. When we age and we need cheaters to read small print, we, that's the muscles getting loose. So in healings for, near, for reading close up, I always watch the muscles get tightened. So that's what I'm watching right now. I'm watching a LASIK procedure performed on both of your eyes that will change the refraction of the light so that you can see distance. A laser just makes like a little slit in your eye in the front and then that's going to help with distance. Okay. Right eye is still regenerating. Left eye is coming back online faster than the right eye, but it looks like the right eye has got more issues with it. Going on. Okay. So we got that going on. While well, that's doing its healing, we're girls, so we can multitask, right? So we'll let it do its its thing. And then what I'm doing is I'm going up into your brain to see. The brain brain uh neural pathways look like laser beams as part of a security system in a museum regarding the paintings and the statuary and the artifacts and things, and they crisscross. You have some in there that are kind of like what we would say is a rat's nest, just all crisscrossed. And you, you know, you ever had like a, uh, um, I call it a rat's nest in my hair. You know, you get out of the shower and you gotta comb your hair, and you, sometimes you've got like I don't know what they call it, but it's when you've got tangles in your hair, I guess. Is what's called. So you've got that in your eye. What I'm watching is I'm watching a um, clear liquid get sprayed on that tangle. Think of uh, some kind of detangler we use on our hair, <laughs> maybe when we were little. You know, Drew, did you ever spray that stuff on your hair to get the tangles out so that your hair could comb more easily, be combed? more easily I'm watching that and what's happening is those neural pathways are detangling and then we're gonna put stem cell energy on all of them so they're gonna go back in place. I think that it's the combination of what's happening on the physical is what's distracting you from getting the information from spirit when you're doing your healings. Because you know, when we get out of alignment with spirit, spirit doesn't communicate on the "I feel crappy" channels because the vibration's too low. So I think when you're seeing that, you're going into frustration, and and you're getting out of alignment with spirit. Does that make sense? It
4: does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah but I feel so like the pathways. I,
4: I yeah, the neural. A, I, I was. I feel like I might have put in a vow or something just to be able to stay here because I was so sensitive and everything just like was so harsh that I think I was protecting myself with some kind of a shield around my, what I could see.
1: Yeah, maybe I would love to have you for a full hour and we could do a deep dive on this and really see what we can do and reverse engineer all these symptoms and see what we can do to help. So, in the meantime, that's a couple of big healings. You just got there, girl, and Thank I hope it helped. helps a lot. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Indra. Hi. Hi, Julie. It's so good talking to you. I've been following your show for a while. and Oh, I'm so honored. Thank you so much for calling in. Where are you?
10: I'm in Fairfax, Virginia. Okay, terrific. Wow, what's going on up there? Uh, So I have a question on the medical side. A few years ago, I had a mildish pancreatic attack. I didn't know at the time. I think it was related to a kind of uh, emotional event going on on that day, as I found out, like as I guessed later, but it could have well be, you know, have been like growing, building up for a while as I had a. Baby at that time, and then maybe hormonal issues. And then, uh, because of that, uh, since that attack, I couldn't eat like uh, greasy food, fatty food for a while. So, my gallbladder became sluggish. And uh, since then, like for a few years, I had to like live with that, just limit my food intake. And whenever I eat more, the gallbladder would, you know, kick in and hurt more. And then when I cut back on fat, the gallbladder would become more sluggish. So I've been having this bloating and uh, gas issues and kind of indigestion, but uh, which kind of improved with the digestive enzymes. But still it's, uh, uh, I feel like, and then I I visited a number of doctors. They just say, oh, you know, it's more or less fine, just manage the symptoms. But I know, you know, since since that, uh, it's really difficult to just enjoy a meal and then not worry about the consequences. So I wonder if you could, you know, do a medical scan and see if there's any other issues or if this could be, you know, helped in any way.
1: Sure, absolutely. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading over to you in Virginia. All right, got you. You're full of yeast, like Lindley, the gal that I just talked to. Yeah, everything that I told her pertains to you. So I'm clearing it out. You've got leaky gut and you get that healed and all these other symptoms are going to go away. You're not going to be in pain. It's not going to be sluggish. Call Dr. Amasanti. Go to Dr. com and, uh, and schedule an appointment with her, and she'll help you get your gut healthy. I know so many people that were told they need their gallbladders out, and they got their guts healthy, and all the symptoms went away, and they didn't need their gallbladders out. They didn't need surgery.
5: I had no idea, so
1: <laughs> yeah, how old's your baby now? She's five now. Oh, well, that's a long time dealing with that those g i issues,
10: yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much,
1: Julie. We- oh, you're, you're most welcome. Give her a hug from us. Thank you.
10: Oh,
1: you bet. Bye-bye.
5: Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm great. How are you, my girl? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm calling from Mishawaka, Indiana, and I really love your show and everything you do to help people heal. And I was hoping that if you could please send some energetic healing or um, assessment of my mom's left hip joint, she's in severe pain and would be wonderful to get any guidance. She's in Niles, Michigan, and I'm in Mishawaka, Indiana. What's her first name, Kim? Ellen. Ellen.
1: Okay. Okay. Alrighty, here we go. I'm gonna c- connect to you and then from you to your mama. All right, got you. Sweet home Alabama to Indiana. Got you. Okay, going over to your mom. Got her. Do I have your permission to scan you? She says, what's that? I'm like a human MRI. I'm gonna help with some energetic healing. She's saying, I think not. <laughs> she said, I think not. Okay, so, talk, so it's all right. We can talk to her spirit. Uh, let's say, let's see what's going on. What's because the reason why I'm okay with that, Kimberly, is I'm not looking at her like I'm looking at an X-ray without her permission. But her spirit's going to tell us what it wants us to know. It's kind of like you're talking to somebody with pneumonia. They're going to tell you how they feel, but you're not looking at their chest X-rays without their permission. So that's how I. How I rationalize that. That's kind of my, my barometer for that. So Ellen, it's her left hip. Do you need a hip replacement? I get a yes.
5: Has she been to see the orthopedist? She has not yet. She's been in physical therapy. She just went to physical therapy today for maybe the third time and it Feels good for while she's there, but then it goes straight to a level 9, 10 pain scale. So how quickly should she get the hip replacement? Well, who's sending her to
1: physical therapy? Is an orthopedic surgeon
5: that's sending her to physical therapy? That's a good point. Perhaps, yes.
1: Yeah. And usually they make them go through that because of insurance before they put the new hip in. So just say, hey, it's not working. And she wants a new hip. The new hips are so easy to get in, Kimberly. And normally they'll have them up walking a couple of hours post-op. And and with a lot of people, they don't even keep them in overnight. It's outpatient or if they keep them in, it's like one night. So yeah, I'm getting that she needs a new hip and she's gonna be a new woman. And the most important thing is she'll be out of pain.
5: Thank you, Julie. God bless you. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. That was great. Thanks to everybody that called in. And to those of you that I didn't get to, hopefully I'll get to you next week or in two weeks, because again, I'm not doing a live show. But everybody, thanks for listening and joining us. Sending you lots of love from sweet home, Alabama. Remember to subscribe, share the show with your friends and family. And I'll talk to you next time.
0: Thanks for joining us.